0: What do you think of feminists?
1: I don't like them. (laughs) A quality man is not going to marry a non-defense girl. The guy says, like, oh, you look like a blow-up doll. I'm like, how does it feel to know that my plastic surgeries cost more than your vehicle? (laughs)
0: All right, welcome back to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, along with my co-host, Charlie Cavalier, and our guest today, Tori Herman. How are we doing?
1: Hello, doing wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Is this your first time?
1: Uh, on your podcast, yes. Okay. I've done a couple.
0: Okay, cool. So let's dive into it. Let's, uh, yeah. let's hear what you do.
1: I am, oh my gosh, I don't want to say a TikToker because uh, I'm a little too old for that. <laughs> but uh, I'm a comedian, um, but I mostly do my stuff on TikTok, right. TikTok, Instagram, and I'm starting YouTube now, but we'll yeah. do a couple of shows in 2023, hopefully.
0: Right. And I've seen your TikToks, I get millions of views. Yay. So walk, walk me through the process behind creating a viral TikTok.
1: Okay, so mine are easy because I'm basically hating on the easiest person to hate uh, in 2023 a man, mm. <laughs> a straight man.
0: It's <laughs> probably thanks to Tate and a few others. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Somebody called me a female Tate, which is really funny because uh, I usually joke um, about not all men, but just mostly men that are trying to beat the traditional values in the relationship. Mm. So men that are trying to be like 50-50 split bills and split rent with their wives. It's like so crazy to me coming Mm. from Russia where everything is very traditional. Wife stays home and... Uh, takes care of the house, and the man goes and makes money and provides for the family. So when I see here somebody trying to split, uh, <laughs> Starbucks bill, to me it's like, what the hell is going on? Can I swear? Yes. yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Say whatever
2: the f- you want.
1: I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been on a date where the man wanted to split the bill?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was actually a very long time ago. I think like 10 years ago. uh, We went on a breakfast date. Mm. And it was one of the only times when I actually complained because the food wasn't good. So anyway, they took my portion of the food off the bill. And basically, I just had coffee. Mm. Then the bill comes, the guy grabs it. And then he looks at me and he's like, "Would you like to split mine?"
2: Oh my gosh! And I'm
1: like, "That is insane." You but should have just
2: said I already took care of my half. I don't know what this. Yeah.
1: I know. I'm like, but I have never been offered to even split a bill, mm. you know, ever in my life, and so you that got was the first it. time. Oh my gosh! Of course. Did you pay? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's I. I just can't. It's against my values. <laughs> okay.
2: I feel like it's less awkward to just pay the bill than ask somebody to split the bill. Right.
1: Yeah. Especially. Yeah. It's if more it's awkward
2: like, to
0: ask. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's like, a very I, weird way I of, feel do. Yeah, I feel super awkward about asking, for sure.
2: You know, yeah. it's interesting. So what is the worst part about being a, I don't know if you like the term influencer, but what is the worst part about being a female influencer?
1: Uh, the worst part. Um, I, Actually, there's no really like bad things about it, but sometimes I just get so much hate, mm. especially for the things that I do and coming from men. Um, and a lot of men, they don't really know how to express their opinion uh, and argue with me on certain things that mm. I'm posting, and they just like say re- really weird things like "you're ugly, you're a blow-up doll, mm. your lips look ugly," mm. uh, and I'm like, "this doesn't—it's like has nothing to do with my comedy." Right? How how are you, you know, just offending the way yeah. I look? Um, yeah. So I guess that's that's like the downside of it but so, so how do you
0: much. how do you deal with these haters on social media are you replying to them are you ignoring them
1: so I actually when I first started I would get so upset and I would cry mm. and I would feel like I'm being bullied um, now I literally take that and turn it into more content mm. so I take their comments <laughs> or their messages and they reply in a funny way or I actually make a video re- responding to them and for example like I make fun of how they look or whatever. If the guy says, like, oh, you look like a blow-up doll, I'm like, okay, let's see what you look like. And then he's, like, posing with a dead fish in front of, like... one of those fat
2: fishermen
0: guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like one of those, right? And then with, like, a $5,000 car uh, in the background. And I'm like, how does it feel to know that my uh, plastic surgeries, that you don't like, apparently, uh, cost more than your vehicle? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Wait, they cost that much? Well, I mean, uh, it's uh, been few years of uh, investing into a okay. couple of things.
0: Yeah, I never knew how much those cost, those surgeries.
2: I don't either. And I'm scared of surgery in general. Yeah. So, like, I'm scared of the doctor. So, if I can avoid anything yeah. at all costs, I'm, I'm up for that. I made
0: a promise to myself when I was a kid in fourth grade that I would never get surgery unless I needed to. Because hmm. I'm that scared of it. Yeah. Like, do they knock you out when you're getting yeah. these? Yeah. Like, I, I, and stuff. I'm supposed to get my wisdom teeth out for, like, 10 years, and I just, I'm too scared. Like, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really bad. Like, they're at the point now where I have fangs, because they just keep growing out until they touch something.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll gra- you kind of I'll, seem I'll grab like some you pliers. Really need to get that done.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll grab some pliers. We can do it right now on the podcast. No, nah, man. Okay. They're,
0: they're through my gums. Okay. So, they're all penetrated. Okay. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, it's bad.
2: So, when you're making original comedic content, right... Are you sitting down, are you like brainstorming, having a strategy session, or does it just like, are you at the grocery store and something comes to mind and you say, I'm going to make a video about that?
1: Mm. Yeah, so I usually just like write down an idea in my notes if Mm -hmm. I see something funny or I hear something funny, and then... I whenever I have time and I get the inspiration and you know time to write it down then I just like sit down take an idea and I try to turn it into an actual skit sometimes it doesn't work sometimes I actually spend like a whole day recording a video I edit it I look at it and I'm like I fucking hate it I'm not gonna (laughs) post it (laughs) so I have like maybe 5,000 drafts of different videos that I'm probably never gonna post I think it's the ADD
0: could be One thing that really fascinated me about you is you started a matchmaking agency, but it's very unique because you don't allow OnlyFans girls or former adult actresses. Yeah. Why did you go that route?
1: Okay. So I've had a couple of people, uh, actual friends of mine, uh, men that told me really crazy stories of their dating life. A friend of mine, very successful millionaire, um, you know, has houses in different places, travels all the time, looking for a wife. Mm -hmm. And he is in his early 40s. And I said, well, you have everything going on for you. Why can't you find a woman to marry? Mm. And he's like, because my last relationship, and that's not the only one that happened to him. uh, He was dating a girl for four months, ready to move her in. And then suddenly she's like, okay, well, I have to tell you something. Four months in, she's like, I was in 400 different porn movies. Oh, my gosh. Yo. And he was like
2: red flag (laughs) how
1: (laughs) red flag (laughs) that's like a very burgundy one (laughs) um he's like how do you not say this on a first date that's like a very important thing that you mentioned just like if you switched your gender if you were like a female before and then you became a man i think it's very important that that's something you have to let your potential partner know on a very first date it has to probably be like hey how are you by the way i used to be a woman you know.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be one of the first few dates, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like you have some guys to... wouldn't
0: be cool and some girls probably wouldn't be cool. No.
1: Exactly. So because a lot of uh and a lot of women uh gotten got into OnlyFans thinking that it's like an easy money and a lot of men that are ready, they can like fuck around with these girls, but then when they're ready to marry, they don't want a girl that has been selling her asshole for three (laughs) dollars online sorry (laughs) you said i can swear yep so um a lot of them actually have that problem and then i'm like oh okay i should start a matchmaking agency and maybe do background checks on the girls Mm -hmm. before matching them with men that are actually marriage minded Mm. So that was the whole idea. Uh, It wasn't just one story that this guy told me. He's, uh, you know, flown girls from, like, Russia, Ukraine, uh, other countries. And same thing happening, like, um, and he's like, why am I wasting so much time trying to date these girls? Right. Um, And then at the end I have to basically spend more time trying to find another one and it takes so much time which basically most of wealthy men don't have. Mm. So that's how the idea was born and we started b which is uh, our matchmaking agency. We do a whole background check, Mm -hmm. um, adult industry check and stuff like this before a girl gets uh, listed on the website.
0: Charlie, it sounds like you would like this website. Yeah, I. Uh, we
2: can definitely help you. <laughs> I have previously dated uh, an OnlyFans girl, and I was actually going to ask: Where is the hesitancy coming from for people to admit that on the first, second, third date? Why does it take? Why did it take that specific person four months to finally come clean about their past? Is it an embarrassment? Is it? fear of having the conversation? What do you think from a female perspective?
1: So I think most girls, when they start doing the OnlyFans or any other stuff like this, they don't recognize the impact that it's going to have on their life and future. Forever. So- forever. Uh, Yes, you can take some videos down. Yes, you can change your handle. But uh, at some point, uh, after they're done with OnlyFans and adult industry, they want a quality man. Here's the problem. A quality man is not going to marry an OnlyFans girl. Mm. It's just, I mean, there are rare cases and I'm not judging anybody, you know, uh, God bless. But um, in most cases, men that are marriage minded and they want, uh, you know, a woman to marry and have children with, they don't want somebody whose vagina is all over the internet. So uh, that's where this whole thing comes in, where a girl is like, "Oh my gosh, I met a high quality man." Sorry, mm, <laughs> I met good. a high quality man, and now uh, I he's into me, and I don't want to push him away. Mm-hmm. So that's when they try to hide it for a certain amount of time, but then eventually it's gonna come out anyways. Whether he's gonna find it, f- find it, find out, or she has to tell him. Yeah. So.
0: What is the Sexy Puma Club? <laughs> <laughs> I got to hear about this. Uh, from what I saw, it was a bunch of girls that do not like guys, but I'd love to hear what what it is in your words.
1: You know, it's just crazy. Internet is insane. Yeah. So I started uh, basically calling my followers sexy pumas i have like 95 percent female followers so mm-hmm. i'm not even like paying attention to the guys right so i'm like hey sexy pumas how was your day and then people started recognizing me on the street and they would scream sexy puma oh my. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like okay i have to turn this into something so i created sexy puma club which is basically a club for women where we do like happy hours like virtual happy hours and we do meetups and um they get to basically get discounts on my products they pay membership fees and stuff like this okay it's a very very selected club and it's basically like fraternity for women
0: what do you think of feminists
1: i don't like them really uh okay so here's the thing feminism uh really is taking to the whole next level where women are trying to um they're trying to Become men, but then they want a real man that is uh, manly enough for them. So it's like that doesn't really make sense because mm. the woman is like, okay, I want to be a feminist. I want to be equal to men. I want to get uh, manly jobs and stuff. But then, you know, then the roles are kind of shifting mm. because then now men. I'm actually going to tell you a funny story. We were at the uh bar with my husband and his friend, and we were trying to get a drink and this girl was sitting uh at the bar, and we kind of just like squeezed squeezed through her and my husband almost like not pushed her, but he uh, you know he just kind of like squeezed in to get a drink and as a thank you for letting us through, he's like, "Hey, can I buy you a drink." Mm she got offended. And she was like, you think I can't buy a drink for myself? And I'm like, oh my gosh, if anybody is like buying me a drink, I'm like, please buy me 10. (laughs) Like, go ahead. Uh, But, That's where feminism now is Girls are so confused They're like Okay I want the equality Great sure But then they take it To a whole next level Which now Men don't even know If it's okay to open A car door for a woman Mm. Or or is, is she gonna get offended If he offers to buy her a drink So And girls also have no idea if this is what they should do because this is what TikTok is telling them to do. And all the influencers like uh, Julia Fox and stuff, she's just like being obsessed with hating men Mm. to a point where she's like, girls, you have to dye your uh, eyebrows blonde so you look horrible and you're a repellent. And that is a repellent to men. (laughs) I'm like, that is crazy. There's there's (laughs) levels to it for sure. There is.
2: And it's getting more and more outlandish if you will right as a as a straight white guy right nobody wants to hear me talk about feminist issues unless I'm just sitting here nodding my head agreeing (laughs) right like nobody wants to hear me talk about much anything because I'm a straight white guy yeah how did we get here because like you said right I'm I'm not scared to offer to buy somebody a drink but there definitely is a second thought whenever I do something that would normally be a more traditional approach which is what I believe in and now I feel that there we are You're getting in trouble for doing what 10 years ago was proper and polite. Mm.
1: Yeah. So I think it's at a whole bigger level than just people being influenced into being feminists and stuff like this. I think it's to uh, separate the family as a unity because. If I have a husband and we have kids and we have a house, we are stronger than a person that is single, confused about their gender, confused about their beliefs and watching TikTok where Julia Fox is literally telling that it's okay to kill men. She <laughs> did this video and I was not I, I was like, excuse me? It wasn't just a TikTok. She did a video uh, on somebody's podcast and mm. she was like, it's okay to kill uh, straight men because they have a penis. Mm. So if Andrew Tate said anything similar, even like a fraction of what she said, he, well, he's in jail now. Well, so yeah. I guess <laughs>
0: they got him. I guess <laughs> they got
1: him for basically saying that a man should be the provider. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get so much hate for supporting him now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are. It's okay. So you don't hate all men. You just hate certain men.
1: I so here's the thing. I I don't really hate men. I mean, I have a wonderful husband, but uh, I I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to explain to girls that uh, You know Being with an abuser is not cool Mm. Um, Men that are telling you that splitting things 50-50 is cool. No, it's not cool. <laughs> like, things like this, you know? Right. So I'm not necessarily... But I'm trying to put it into a comedy format because then younger girls that watch me, they're like, okay, this is funny and she makes sense. I'm going to watch this. Right. But if I would do, like, a whole lecture on, like, you know, why you should not be with an abuser, it's boring to watch. Yeah. So teenagers, they have, like, a very short lifespan... Yep. Uh, oh, my gosh. Attention. Attention? Attention. That's funny. Please cut that part. <laughs> apparently, I'm. Be-
2: apparently, we're being hunted to be murdered, though. So maybe we have a short lifespan. What
1: Most- do you mean?
2: Because uh, Julia Fox is calling oh, for Julia. for straight. My- she, yeah.
0: yeah, that makes no sense because gay guys have dicks too. That's true. So I was confused That's true. about that comment.
1: Well, I'll send you the video. It's kind of crazy. Her logic is that uh, men, uh, um, and that is why they should be
0: killed. Mm. Woman too though.
1: I I know. I mean like it's it's just there's zero logic in the whole okay. thing, but Fair.
0: um um all right, so you've lived in Russia, Canada, United States, there was one more Estonia. Estonia. Mm-hmm. That's
1: where my mom originally from. Okay.
0: What's been your favorite spot?
1: Oof. That's very hard to say. I really love California, um mm-hmm. but very certain part of it where I live, Orange County, just because it's uh, uh, less hectic and uh, more fun and Mm -hmm. uh, very nice and quiet. Uh, We're close to the water, so I can go to the beach at uh, any time. But I did live in Vancouver for 15 years, and I kind of feel like it's my home, Mm -hmm. even though I do like the weather here more, so... Yeah, it's cold there. It's not really cold. It just rains all the time. Oh, it rains. It's like, like a uh, lot, right? Like 300 days a year. 300 yeah. days a year. What? Probably more than that, honestly. Even That's like too summer. Much. Yeah, it's it's insane. But you know what? You kind of get used to it. And then uh, you spend some time traveling. So whenever it's like wintertime, I just take off. I would take off. Mm. And now I'm full time here.
2: What is the biggest cultural norm that if you could bring to the United States from Russia, you would?
0: Hmm.
1: Definitely traditional values in the family Mm -hmm. and definitely, um, uh, you know, marriage is a norm in Russia. It's like here people are like, oh, I'm not going to get married ever. I'm just going to have like three baby daddies or, you know, like uh, people don't really look at marriage as something essential. Um, So that is definitely something I would Uh, implement from Russia because in Russia when you're like 20 you start looking for a husband (laughs) oh that early (laughs) it is well it's getting getting better now but uh uh, when I was living there I left when I was 15 but when I lived in Russia basically after you graduate university which is around 20 you start kind of like getting in a serious relationship and here's the thing people in Russia don't date people Mm -hmm. in Russia date to marry Mm -hmm. so it's like we don't really have like uh 20 boyfriends before we actually do get married we have like one or two maybe you know and then then yeah i like
2: that yeah it
1: has to basically whenever we date we it has to be leading to a marriage otherwise there's no point yeah
2: i don't see a reason to date other than leading towards something like real and long-term
0: people make fun of the western culture dating the western dating culture like they just say it's crazy
2: it is and meanwhile we're running around pretending that we're like the champions of whatever cultural cause people are taking up at the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's it's very interesting to me uh, to see how people are dating, especially here in America. Yeah. It's it's insanity. I actually just posted a video about that, if dating was honest.
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. What are your thoughts on, like, open relationships?
1: Uh, I... It's insanity to me. Mm. I just, uh, as I said, I think because my parents have been married, you know, they knew each other ever since they were 15 and then they got married when they were like 20 and they've been together ever since, Mm. like, what, 35 years now or something. Mm -hmm. So um, I just don't understand why even dating or being in a relationship, if you're still fucking around, Mm. that it, it like never made sense to me yeah. then just be single and you know do your things whatever whatever you know whatever you want
0: <laughs> I feel that. how can a woman attract a high value man
1: uh enter sexy puma club <laughs> <laughs> no no um just basically be uh somebody who you want to date mm. so If you want today a high-value man, be a high-value woman. I see a lot of women that reach out to me and they're like, hey, uh, you know, where do I find a high-value man? And I'm like, let's see what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And then we see a girl that doesn't have a job, uh, that has two kids from two different daddies, Mm. that has no education and is not willing to get anywhere in life that makes no money and uh, lives off only fans. Mm. I'm like, why would a high-value man want you? You know, there are cases of love, of course, when people just like meet and madly fall in love and they're like, oh, I'm going to be with you regardless of what, you know, you're doing. But in most cases, when people meet and they see somebody who is not at their level, they don't want that person, no matter how good looking they are or, you know, if they even do have some sort of uh, affection and stuff. It's just not going to work long term because, you know, when levels are too far apart, Mm -hmm. you can't even your mindset is different mm. because one person is constantly in a survival mode when she's like oh i need like uh one thousand dollars to pay my rent and i need to find it right. when a high value man is like where am i traveling to next where uh, which is the next yacht i'm buying right. you know stuff like this I don't which like is boats. like the next <laughs> me neither i get so sick on them
0: you wouldn't go on a cruise
2: Sean tried to get me to go on a cruise. I'm gonna do it. I've committed because he's, you know, one of my best friends. Have you? Why don't you like boats? I don't like the gravity. I can't feel gravity underneath me.
1: So, what kind of cruise? Like a big, yes. big
0: cruise, three thousand people.
1: It's for old people. Uh, we're old souls. You're so we're, introverted, we're just was, like me. I yeah, love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of families when I went. Actually, yeah, yeah. there are cruise lines that are older though.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't like boats for two reasons. Number one, I don't like the gravity. I just get seasick all the time. Number two, I don't like somebody operating a, a, a boat where I, I have no way to leave. Hmm. So in Vancouver, there is a huge uh, boat community and people party all the time. So mm-hmm. during summertime, it's like everybody goes on everybody's boats, they do tie-ups, they do boat parties and stuff like this. And I was on one, uh, we almost died because the guy was like so high on drugs, wow. so so drunk and he was the only one, I have no idea how to operate the boat. I mean, I can probably figure it out but I'll be stressed as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like stuck on that boat and it was very stormy and I was basically thinking we're gonna die. Yeah. Um, That's why I just I can't have somebody else controlling, being in control of my life while I can't leave. Like you know, you
0: probably don't like flying either.
1: I don't. I don't mind flying because chances of pilots, captains being wasted are like unless they're in Russia. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But chances of them being drunk or high are probably like zero. I hope. I don't know. But. When you go on the boat party, most probably uh, the guy that's driving the boat is
0: right. going to- That's when all the boating accidents happen, when they're drunk.
1: Yeah, do something and yeah. stuff. So I don't know. I'm not sure about boats.
2: So personal advice for all of the, the straight guys out there who are getting you know, the hate in 2023. What is your advice to them to navigate these treacherous waters <laughs> that we're in?
1: Um... My gosh, just always be a gentleman and stick to your values and be a high value man. Because there are world is really changing now because sex used to be such a a hard thing to get. Mm. Now it's the easiest thing to get. But everything kind of evolves and turns around. So I have a feeling that it's going to go back to where women are going to be more into being modest, um, you know, You know, so if you're a high value man, just focus on yourself, do your things, uh, become the best version of yourself, and eventually you are going to uh, meet those high value women. Mm. They exist; they are always going to be existing. It's just because you don't see their buttholes on on internet. <laughs> they're <laughs> you, all in the sexy Puma club. They're, they're all in sexy Puma club.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, you ran away from home at fifteen. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what
1: happened? So, uh, I. I Oof Okay I've always wanted to live abroad Mm -hmm. That was the whole um, Idea Uh, But The main thing that led to it I had very bad relationships With my dad Mm. And the reason for that My dad is Overly protective person Mm. Which makes sense in Russia Honestly Because I got robbed When I was 14 Somebody just Girls actually Not even guys Ran up to me Like three girls And ripped earrings Off my ears Wow So I Still have like rupture and stuff, but um he was he wouldn't let me go out. He would I was n- not allowed to have a boyfriend. I was not allowed to. I was going to like a girls' school. I was not allowed to uh, wear short skirts and this mm-hmm. and that. So when I became when I was a teenager, I started protesting against mm-hmm. that, and we started fighting a lot. And uh, eventually, um, everybody decided. In the family that it would be best if my dad and i are separated Mm. (laughs) so i uh went to canada and the whole point was that i'm gonna only study for a year and then go back that was the deal i made with my dad he wanted me to get married right after school Mm. so when i was like let's say 17 or something so he said okay you go to canada go to school we have a good guy for you uh you come back in a year or a year and a half and then, you know, you do the marriage and mm. we get you, uh, get you to university here and job and stuff like this. So I went to Canada and literally the moment I went to downtown Toronto and I looked around and I was like, I'm never fucking leaving. <laughs> 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 I'm not going back to Russia. There is no way, especially I'm from a very small, tiny town in Russia, right. which has nothing basically like no high rises no Mm -hmm. cool places and then when i saw the toronto all you know basically that looks like a new york in a way right it's like so cool i'm like i'm not going back Mm. so then um i told my dad and my dad cut me off financially so he uh, basically stopped giving me money and i had to work three jobs I went to university, and I was still the happiest person ever because I was like, as long as I'm not in my town <laughs> <laughs> and not married to some guy that I have never met in my life just right. because my dad thinks that he's a good boy, <laughs> right. I'm going to be great.
0: Wow. So he wanted you to have an arranged marriage, basically?
1: Yeah. Most people, uh, or I should say most successful people in Russia do that. Mm. It's not like an arranged marriage where you don't see the person being. Uh, before, like your wedding day or something, mm-hmm. it's more like two wealthy families get together and they're like, "Okay, we have a boy, you have a girl," mm. interesting. Which is gonna put them together.
2: <laughs> and that's very traditional. I mean, two mm-hmm. powerful families want to strengthen the power of their families, so you pre- basically make an alliance yeah. with somebody else. But,
0: yeah, my grandparents were arranged. Hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I, uh, it works in most cases, or maybe it doesn't anymore. I have no idea. But yeah. I did not want that.
0: What's the divorce rate in Russia? Is it as high as the U.S.?
1: There's no divorce in Russia. Oh, so, really? Uh, first of all, it's a very expensive procedure to go through. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. most people, uh, they don't divorce even if they're no longer kind of in love with each other. They just live uh, together. You know, maybe they, like, don't sleep together. But, mm. you know, um, there's... I have... there. I'm sure it's a very, very low rate. Yeah, Just it's like
0: 50 in the US, right? Yeah, it's horrible in the US,
2: yeah. it's like 50%. I think so you're it's, flipping a coin when you Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper to get divorced than married.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: I mean, look at Las Vegas. People get married there like every 15 in minutes. Fi- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like Although
2: we heard a story about 42 days, and it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, it
1: did, yes. It somehow did. But uh, mind you, the 42 days really was from the moment we actually met in person. But we've been talking for quite some time before, and- we would talk, like, almost every day. Awesome.
2: So this is actually very coincidental. I had a meeting with somebody who's in Moscow this morning, mm-hmm. and we have a standing invitation to go to Russia whenever we want. They're going to show us around. We hear everything on the news, politics, everything. What is it like for an American to go to Russia right now?
1: Ooh. Uh... You know, here's the thing. Uh, There are crazy people everywhere, right? So for most part, especially if you're with somebody who speaks Russian, Mm. you're safe. Especially if you're in Moscow. Uh, You would be more uh, in danger if you go to a small place like Mm. where I was born because people there are a little bit less educated. Mm. uh, And there are no foreigners from uh, where I'm from. Moscow now is very multicultural. We have people from everywhere. We have people from China. We have people people from Canada, Uh, we have one of the biggest uh, international universities Mm -hmm. in Moscow where, you know, you meet people of all different ethnicities, all Mm -hmm. different nationalities. Uh, So you are safe going there with somebody who does speak Russian. I wouldn't recommend going there if you're just by yourself and you don't know anybody and you don't Mm -hmm. speak Russian Mm -hmm. because most people do not speak English. So you are going to have a problem. But Moscow is beautiful. Um, If you go, please go to White Rabbit Restaurant. It's, okay. uh, I think, two Michelin star restaurant. Whoa. It's incredible.
0: That sounds good. Yeah. We might have to go to Russia. I'm down.
1: <laughs> go, it's fine. All and right. flights now are cheaper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got to wrap this up. But what are you working on next and where can people find you?
1: I am Tori Herman everywhere. Uh, uh Mostly active on TikTok and Instagram. You also can find Everything that I do on my website, www.toriherman.com. My next big thing that I'm working on is basically my matchmaking agency. It just started a week ago, literally, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be expanding more in um, the next few months. So if you are looking for a high-value man, please go to my website and uh, we'll match you up.
0: You heard it here, guys. If you are not an OnlyFans creator, sign up to that website otherwise digital social hour it's been a pleasure i'll see you guys next week